0: Welcome to the Wisdom Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Bobo Beck, and I'm on a mission to help as many professionals as I can to think more critically and live more strategically. This podcast is a companion to the Wisdom Calling devotional series where I take readers on a journey through the Bible searching for wisdom along the way. We soon see that Wisdom is multifaceted and involves knowledge, character, skill, and conduct needed to please God and flourish in every season and circumstance. So this growing community known as Wisdom Calling is essentially the offer of wisdom for the business of living, an offer to everyone from Main Street to Wall Street and everywhere in between. God's timeless wisdom still calls today and is needed more than ever. So, thanks for listening. I'm so glad you're here. You know, fear can be such a debilitating mental and emotional reality and can manifest itself in a variety of ways. Fear can cause us to not delegate when we should and often leads to perfectionism and overbearing attempts to control people and situations. And fear can further develop into inaction or passivity. And ultimately, fear can rob us of experiencing God's blessing. Essentially, fear is one of the greatest inhibitors to the success God wants to bring about in the various endeavors he has called us to. So let's consider this aspect of fear and its relation to success and wealth from the lives of Abraham and Isaac in Genesis chapters 15 through 25. Soon after the rescue of Lot and the negotiations with the kings of Salem and Sodom, which we considered in the previous episode, Yahweh met with Abram in a vision and exhorted him to not fear, but rather to rest in the fact that Yahweh himself would be his defense and protection. Yahweh then changed Abram's name to Abraham and promised him a son. He would be the father of many nations. Abraham then interceded on behalf of Sodom, which had become increasingly wicked. Lot, who was at that time sitting in the gate of Sodom, had to be rescued once again to avoid God's judgment. Then again, after a precarious arrangement with a ruler named Abimelech, God intervened once again. True to his promise, God did, in fact, provide an heir to Abraham and Sarah by giving them their son, Isaac. That's in Genesis chapter 21. And after Isaac had developed into an adolescent, Yahweh tested Abraham's faith by commanding him to sacrifice his son. Abraham passed the test and commemorated the lesson by naming that location Yahweh Yaira, which literally meant Yahweh will see to it or provide. After Sarah passed away, Abraham began to look to the future and made some tangible decisions in order to preserve his vision and legacy. He sent his Oldest servant on a mission to secure a bride for his son, Isaac, a trip marked with God's providential guidance and provision. Yahweh saw to it. Yahweh provided. The servant prayed for the success of the mission, and when he saw that everything fell into place according to God's plan, he worshiped Yahweh. He honored his employer, and he then thanked God for working in his own life. The mission was a success. Before Abraham passed away, the text states in Genesis 25, 11, that he gave all that he had to Isaac and that God blessed Isaac, his son. And Isaac worked hard to steward the blessing and the promise that had now been passed down to him, so much so that the text says he too became rich and gained more and more until he became very wealthy. Isaac amassed so much wealth that some of the surrounding nations not only envied him, but also became intimidated by him and began to make things very difficult for him in that region. But God intervened once again and brought about relative peace and calm for Isaac. God exhorted Isaac with the same promise he had given to his father. Genesis 25:24. He says, "Do not fear. Isaac would soon need this reminder in dealing with his own sons. So here are a few areas to consider in light of God's leading and working in Abraham's life. Remember, we are on a journey to search for wisdom. We are trying to turn down the noise of our lives so that we might hear wisdom's call for us today. So these narratives, these Old Testament stories can serve as a case study that we can learn from. So in terms of fear, where do you need courage today? Maybe when you analyze the global markets or the future related to artificial intelligence You experience some level of fear and anxiety. Maybe it seems technology and the broader geopolitical dynamics are eating away at your seeming control of your context, your portfolio, your family, your livelihood. Maybe you are an entrepreneur and you, though organized and driven, still experience fear from time to time as it pertains to your overall success as a startup. One of the greatest promises in all of the Bible is God's promise that he is with us. So take a moment, even now, to identify some of your specific fears in your life and be reminded of God's active presence and help in your life. You know, passages like this can also help us to reflect on the future. What steps have you taken to pass God's blessing on to someone else, to the next generation? Who are you mentoring right now? Who can you begin pouring into in ways that transfer not only financial wealth, but also a wealth of knowledge and instruction about how to live a wise life, one that is not wasted and that honors God? This does not happen naturally. You must be intentional with this type of an investment. Just recently, I had lunch with an older, semi-retired consultant and engineer, and he is actively mentoring and pouring into over 30 young professionals. One of those professionals was with us at lunch. This gentleman also talked about coordinating some meetings for young professionals in his church and talking about the intersection of faith and work. He doesn't have to do any of this, and most certainly doesn't get paid to do so, but he's been intentional with investing his social and cultural capital as well as his wisdom that he has cultivated through so many life and work experiences. Another detail I want to point out comes from chapter 24. There is a pattern exemplified in Abraham's servant and how he processed the success of his mission. He thanked God, he honored his employer, and he then focused on himself. Let me read from Genesis 24, 26, and 27. The man bowed his head and worshiped the Lord and said, "'Blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, "'who has not forsaken his steadfast love and his faithfulness toward my master.'" As for me, the Lord has led me in the way to the house of my master's kinsman. You know, success in any venture or sphere has a way of inflating us, doesn't it? But if we are to be wise men and women of God, success should actually humble us. How have you seen this play out in your own life? How do you handle success? Whether... A quota met early, or a deal closed, or a successful quarter. Success in any of our endeavors ought to humble us and lead us to worshiping God. This is the way of wisdom. Finally, let's talk further about wealth. There's a helpful reminder in these passages that increased wealth can often lead to increased troubles and challenges. This was true for Abraham and for Isaac. Wealth can create conflict or generate envy in others, especially in those closest to us and often by no fault of our own. But it is something to be aware of. How you handle and manage wealth can also be a testimony to others of God's blessing in your life. Abimelech, his advisor and his commander, testified about Isaac this is Genesis twenty six twenty eight. We see plainly that the Lord has been with you. If God blesses you with increased wealth, use it to be a blessing to others and point them to further trust in him. You know, I've often thought of this dynamic as I've traveled overseas, especially to developing countries. There's often such a socioeconomic distinction between the material wealth that we experience here in the West and in the United States, but as I've been able to interact with a number of ministry and educational leaders and entrepreneurs in places like Uganda and the Dominican Republic, I'm constantly reminding them that I too need to daily depend on God as well. My context and circumstances might be drastically different from a material standpoint, but certainly not from a spiritual one. And this is often not what they expect an American to say. But I always make it a point for them to understand some of my hardships and difficulties, to pray with them in partnership that we together would depend on the Lord. And I've seen that this can have a profound and lasting impact on them versus me coming in with all the answers because I have more than them, etc. We are blessed in order to bless others. This, too, is the way of wisdom. Well, thank you again for listening today. If you found this episode helpful or interesting, would you take 30 seconds to leave a rating? Also, I want to remind you about the Wisdom Calling devotional series. These are daily readings designed as a guide through your Monday to Friday work routine. And they follow the chronology of the Bible, meaning they start in Genesis 1 and will eventually go all the way through to Revelation, following the timeline in which the events actually took place. Volumes 1 and 2 are available on the website as well as on Amazon. This is the first 60 devotionals. Volume 2 was released in March and picks up in 1 Samuel 16 with young David following the sheep, takes us to his coronation as king of Israel, then 40 years later to him passing the baton to his son Solomon. Along the way, We are looking for wisdom, seeking it out so that we might apply it to our own lives and work today. For example, we talk a lot about wisdom and leadership development, facing fear, source of our confidence, profit sharing, skill development, wise counsel, the brevity of life, and so many other topics as they come up in the passages. So make sure you order a copy of those if you haven't already they are only $9.99 by the way these devotionals are available in kindle version and there are discounts if you order 10 or more copies so reach out to me if you have any questions well that's it for now thanks again for tuning in may you flourish in all that you do this week as you fear god and cultivate his wisdom in your life and work until next time grace and peace